0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is BELIEVE. have the You can feel the passion, the emotion. Welcome back to Believe in Borussia, I'm your host Tilo, welcome to episode number 19 and thank you to all our listeners around the world and I took a look at the stats, we have a couple of thousand downloads now and it's quite interesting that of those downloads quite a few come actually from abroad, 36% of our listeners are not from the US apparently so shout out to you and um, yeah thank you for tuning in. And like I said, I find it quite fascinating um, how stories like that can can carry on around the world. Um, in, within the countries that are represented, we have, well, the U.S. on number one. But then in the last month, for example, Germany, United Kingdom, Canada, Czech Republic, United Arab Emirates, Sweden. And I'm going chronologically here. Um, Republic of Korea. Wow. Norway, Slovenia, Australia lithuania south africa indonesia crazy and um yeah thank you for tuning in again thank you for everyone that followed us and subscribed to us on apple podcast shout out to still of flyest for um his or her nice uh review that he left on apple podcast and thank you for your ongoing support a new month is upon us and with this A new season is upon us, the magical August. Cradle of hope for lovers of European soccer around the world. That magical time when dreams haven't been crushed by realities yet. A clean slate, a new beginning, hope springing eternal. And to celebrate this wonderful time of the year and get you all really riled up, we'll run a super super dope giveaway here at Believe in Borussia. We'll give away a full BVB autograph set, every single player and coach from last season. 100% real, straight from the mothership. I'm talking Mats Hummels, Lucas piszek Gio, the American Dream, Rainer, Erling Haaland, Tursic, Rafa. Every one. How can you participate? You wonder. It's super simple. If you are based in the continental US, then head on over to our social media accounts at BelieveInBorussia, and that's B-L-E-A-V, in Borussia, on Twitter and on Instagram, same handle, follow the channel if you're not already, and then drop us a comment with your favorite Borussia Dortmund player ever in the comments. You can do it once on each channel, and we'll announce the lucky winners in September. And if you want to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share the post, you know, for good luck, that surely won't hurt either, though it probably won't affect your probability. Anyway, I'm super, super amped that we are able to make a fan here very, very happy. It's been virtually impossible to get in touch with these guys even before the distance, now with Corona. So getting something signed is absolutely stellar and we're happy that we can contribute a little bit to that magical preseason, season kickoff time of the year. And speaking of winning, if you have a savvy sports mind and you know already who will be the rookie of the year, for example, you can put your money on NBA futures at BetOnline. Mr. Kate Cunningham from the Detroit Pistons is apparently the runaway favorite, but if you know different... to bet online visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit so before the next big game kick off tip off head on over to bet online and start playing today bet online your online sportsbook experts so the new season is finally here the summer break is over Though we had the Euros and plenty of other great sport events like the Olympics, NBA Finals, NHL, nothing comes quite close to league football and Champions League football. The other things at the end of the day are all fillers. And some are fun and some are less fun. Like the content is cool, I you know, I always enjoy like quiz taxi or just seeing sort of the first impressions of the training camp. And the friendlies and the the World Tour was obviously great, and uh, yours truly had a little part in it. So um, I don't know if you caught that, but that was super fun. And I hope we can do something like that in other areas in the future, across America or even Canada or anywhere. Um, it's just fantastic to connect with other fans and you know um, just give back a little bit um, and do something cool with and for the club. But drifting off here. Um, now, this Saturday, the season is back again and we'll start with the German Cup first round against WN Wiesbaden and I'm really not sure who are we going to see on the pitch because only Monday, the last Eurofighters have returned to the team uh, in Jude Bellingham and Thomas Delaney. Renier, for example, is still with Brazil and Tokyo and um, just a quick word maybe on Delaney. There's Obviously transfer rumors swirling around him, but I would hate to see him go. I know the midfield is very loaded right now and I know his value might be peaking at the moment because of the strong Euro play him and the Danish team showed. It also made it fairly obvious what a warrior he is and what an impact he can have. Yes, his passing isn't the cleanest, and he won't become a soccer artist anymore, but he does so many little things that don't show up on the stat sheet, and he's such a great teammate and leader, and we have so little of that precious grit in the team as is. Either way, he'll likely won't suit up for the season opener, and with all due respect, that shouldn't be still a problem for the team. Yes, the cup has its own laws, but Wien Wiesbaden started into their season in the third division with two goalless draws, and that's not really the stuff uh, scary tales are made of. For reference, the third division is where Borussia Dortmund's second team is currently playing. So it is an absolute must win. And while anything can happen in a do-or-die knockout round, Wien Wiesbaden isn't one of those sleeping giant former glory type of clubs, like Kaiserslautern or 1816 Munich, that you can encounter in such a division. And who will conjure up the spirits of glory past to pull out a miraculous win against a big team football club. So this should be still very doable even though the situation is getting more complicated right now with Munier and Brandt testing positive for COVID. And that's especially tough blow for Julian Brandt who had been with the team through all of preseason and was a likely starter. And he needs to be better this season and he needs... Moments to shine. This would have been an opportunity for him to get minutes early on, get a jump on his competition with everyone still out. But now, so is he. For Meunier, it's probably less problematic just because of the lack of competition at his position. Still, it would have been good to stay in the flow after his decent Euro campaign, maybe lock some minutes at least, a halftime or something, just get in the flow of things. But it is what it is. We will get 11 lads together Somehow. And US fans are lucky because the game kicks off at a very nice tempered 2.45 p.m. Eastern or 11.45 a.m. Pacific time and is available via ESPN3. So a great way to get back in the swing of things with a nice kickoff time and what hopefully will be an interesting game. Frequent listeners of this podcast will know by now that we like to usually take the episodes and the weeks they air to look back at the day and time and find memorable or remarkable moments in the history of this fine football club. And 65 years ago, on August 1st, Russe Dortmund, for the first time in the club's history, stepped onto the European stage. European Cup. On August 1st, 1956, Borussia Dortmund, the new reigning champion of Germany, embarked on its first European adventure competing in the European Cup. The competition itself was in its infancy and only in its second year. Up to that point, international competition was reserved for the odd national team match and friendlies in the summer. Clubs usually toured around the land or even abroad to fill up the piggy bank with exhibition match revenue. And Borussia Dortmund actually toured the United States in 1954, playing and beating teams like Plymouth Argyle and Chelsea, but also um, the Ohio All-Stars. So anyway, after the 1956 triumph in the German league final, Borussia Dortmund qualified for the European Cup, the predecessor of the Champions League. And the European Cup had only started with 16 teams in 1955 and it excluded the English champion Chelsea that year Um, because the English FA had deemed the European Cup an unnecessary distraction. They were just convinced of their superiority. The title of the best in the world was spoken for by the virtue of their league. Um, Sounds familiar? Kind of sounds like today. Well, English soccer was so superior that it took 13 years for an English club to claim the first European Cup title. And so far, they have a total of two teams in the all-time top 10. Uh, Real Madrid, who were up to the challenge from the beginning of the cup. Milan and Bayern make the European Cup top three. And yeah, on the national side, England have, of course, managed to win exactly one World Cup in England in 1966. So... Great decision there by the FA, definitely very well-founded reasoning, thumbs up. But since the inaugural tournament was such a smash, more FAs and other clubs wanted to participate so the number of teams ballooned to 21 and that first English team to lift the European Cup was Manchester United and maybe not by coincidence it was United that they ignored the FA's veto in 1956 and opted to compete in the second year of the cup. Now, since you're all very attentive and stellar listeners, you probably caught and already wondered 21, what's up with that? That's an odd tournament number. Well, the number and logistical challenges for the teams that weren't moving around like they were today with like jets and, you know, private planes and whatnot. Um, teams were placed into three geographical pots an Eastern European pot a Northwestern European pot and a South Central European pot with Borussia Dortmund landing in the ladder. So the first four teams picked from each pot because seven, you know, 21 divided by three pots makes seven. So the first four teams picked played each home and away and the remaining clubs, they just had a bye week. And also chilling was the defending champion Real Madrid. So we have the three by three, which we're just hanging out which equals nine, plus Real Madrid, which is 10, and then six more teams advancing from the six games from the first round for 16. If you feel confused, well, that's because it is confusing. So if anyone ever says, oh, that new tournament format, that's really so weird and confusing and it was better back in the days, just have a look at the second season of the European Cup and try to figure that out. So we're just gonna wing it? Piper, there's a big difference between winging it and seeing what happens. Now let's see what happens. What was certain, however, was that Borussia Dortmund were to play a European team in an official competition and while fans were maybe bracing themselves for big names like Porto or Fiorentina, Lady Luck instead matched the reigning German champion against Spora Luxembourg. Now, if you're thinking, who the heck is that? I can almost assure you, fans and pundits Felt the same way 65 years ago. Little was known from the men from the tiny duchy of Luxembourg. Nevertheless, 20,000 fans turned up on August 1st to witness history Borussia Dortmund's very first match in Europe at the Rote Erde Stadium, the Red Soil Stadium in Dortmund. As the reigning German champions, the fans were obviously in high spirits and BBB fielded the exact same 11 that had just won the German championship final. But instead of an easy play-in or qualifier, Borussia found themselves down 2-1 at halftime. Spora had taken the lead in the 25th minute and five minutes later, Jockelbracht scored the equalizer and with it, Borussia Dortmund's first Europa Cup goal ever. (laughs) Trivia alert! Finally, Borussia Dortmund turned the game around in the second half and squeaked out a 4-3 victory. Borussia had won its European premiere, but at the slimmest of margins, despite playing a crass underdog. About a month later, the team squared off again, and this time Spora kept the upper hand, beating Borussia 2-1 in Luxembourg. Maybe the men of manager Schneider were still guessed from the Oberliga West Clash just the day before, imagine that, less than 24 hours before, versus Powerhouse FC Cologne. And UEFA wasn't to blame. I think in those days, the teams were actually still responsible themselves to schedule their games. They just had to be scheduled by a certain deadline. And the cutoff date here were, I don't know, October 1st or something like that. Anyway, tied at 5-5 on aggregate and long before the away-go rule, a third decisive match was needed. So 10 days after the second match, the teams met yet again in Dortmund and this time, Borussia showed all its class. Preisler, Zimmer, Peters and Kielbasa with a hat-trick, handed out a 7-0 drubbing and finally ensured Borussia Dortmund's participation in the main round of the 1956 European Cup. And who was waiting up next? The Busby Babes, the English champion, Manchester United. Borussia's third game in the European Cup was also the first game of an English club ever in the European competition and the interest was apparent by the 76,000 that crammed themselves into the Old Trafford. United took a commanding 3-0 lead into the break and it looked like the Cynics and DFA had been right all along. But instead of continuing their dominance over Borussia Dortmund, BVB fought back, with Kapitulski and Preisler scoring in the 68th and 75th minute to pull black and yellow back within one. But United captain Roger Byrne, by some considered one of the best United defenders ever, rallied his troops and prevented Dortmund from getting any closer. Still not a bad result for Borussia with a whole match still in hand. But on a difficult pitch in the middle of November, Borussia Dortmund failed to put the ball into the net and thus United escaped Dortmund with a nil-nil and moved on to the quarterfinals. After five games... Borussia Dortmund had bowed out its first European season with two wins, a draw, and two defeats. Winning back-to-back German championships in 1956 and 57, Borussia Dortmund qualified again for the European Cup a year later in 1957, where they advanced to the quarterfinals this time, losing to the eventual finalist AC Milan. Since that very first game on August 1st, 65 years ago, Borussia Dortmund has played another 266 games in Europe, winning exactly half of them, 133, and becoming the first German team to win a European Cup, the European Cup-winners' Cup in 1966 versus Liverpool. They became the first German team to win the newly formed Champions League in 1997 before Bayern did, and played in three more European finals. Who would have thought that a team with such humble beginnings from the Ruhr area would go on to such heights and you would listen about it at an English-speaking podcast wherever you are over half a century later. Thank you for listening to Believe in Borussia presented by Bet Online. Again, don't forget to follow and comment on the Instagram and Twitter post for a chance to win that red, a super rare, very elite, 110% authentic autograph set. If you already commented, Tell one of your friends to follow and comment and you split the box or you flip a coin. Either way, these gifts are flying out at the end of August, so get on it now. And until next week, a black and yellow shout-out across America. They've done it! Incredible! Unbelievable! Astonishing! Thank you for listening to Believe.